0: hello everybody another tuesday another bruise day with your uh, man behind the wheel apollo creed we're here with episode five of uncle tom talks with the man the legend the Derek wilburn here's uncle tom talks take it away bruiser
1: It is Tuesday, November 9th. Wow, this is like the one-year anniversary of Joe Biden's triumphant election last year, isn't it? Where more Americans turned out to vote for a presidential candidate than any other candidate in history, one year ago today. Wow, I am Derek Woodward, I am your Uncle Tom. You know, I actually had an Uncle Tom, (laughs) for reals. Uh, Uncle Tom died a couple years ago. But anyway, I'm your Uncle Tom coming at you live from the, 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 the basement bunker, the show is produced back at the mothership by the heavyweight, the two time heavyweight champion of the world. All the downtown ladies call him treetop lover, but all the men just call him sir. And he is Apollo Creed. We're your team. Of the world, Apollo Creed. Looks like 9 million bucks, all green and wrinkled. Tonight on Uncle Tom Talks, I'm going to talk about the incredible, amazing situation unfolding before our very eyes. So The Greenies, and let's face it, with a D behind their name at this point, with with a very small exception, at the federal level, maybe, I don't know, maybe 3% do not qualify, but 97%, I would guess of those with a D behind their name at the federal level and probably 87% at the state level are completely and totally 100% on board, sold out with the climate, the need to address climate change and do it in drastic measures. Now, of course, it's now climate change, right? Most of you are old enough to remember when it was global warming, but they kept calling it global warming. And every time they'd say global warming, there'd be a, a blizzard that would take out uh, a, a, a G20 summit or something like that, or some glacier would grow, would quadruple in size, or snowmageddon. Remember snowmageddon? Obama called it snowmageddon, happened in Washington, D.C., the second or third year of his presidency, 75,000 feet fell in, in 16 minutes or something like that. So pretty soon they realize we can't keep saying global warming <laughs> because that doesn't fit the narrative. So now it's just climate change. And climate change is beautiful because if it rains, it's climate change. If it doesn't rain, it's climate change. If it snows, it's climate change. If it doesn't snow, heat wave, cold snap, doesn't matter what happens, it's all because of climate change. And needless to say, anybody watching this program is fully aware that I am 100% behind climate change. The climate's always changing. Always. always, 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 always. The question is, and what they think they don't know, the the answer to this question is, is climate change because of you and your forward? Right. these people who, who claim an ice age took out the dinosaurs. Who was driving the Ford Explorers then? Oh, well, that wasn't because of the Ford Explorer. That was because of a giant meteor that struck the earth and poofed up a cloud of dust high, so thick, so long that it choked out the sunlight and killed off all the dinosaurs. Okay, fine. Then how did the crocodiles and alligators survive the, the meteor strike? The whole thing is, is just incredible. But here's the thing. We are in a fairly dire economic situation right now in the United States and in the world. We've got problems. I mean, the the, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, you know, it it had real effects on a lot of things. The supply chain issues, those are real. Ships lined up uh, off the shore of Long Beach that can't offload their products and you go into the grocery store and a head of celery now costs 14% more than it did. These things are real, they're really happening. So and we're right in front of the holidays when people kids only really be getting lumps of coal because the uh, cash flow isn't there for a lot of households but these people these climate change zealots are so sold out to this thing are are so none of that matters to them they have to raise taxes spend money go deeper into debt do whatever it is they feel like needs to get done in order to save the planet they believe it They believe that we are on such a collision course with catastrophe that you paying a little more in taxes, even though you can barely afford to make your car payment, car insurance payment, and put a ham on the table. Even though you can barely afford those things, you paying a little bit more to save the planet is a small price to pay. It has to be done. They believe it elizabeth warren alexandria occasional cortex joe biden all these people the Obamas, all of them now as i'm going to show a little bit later in the show they want you to change your life they, they are going to change theirs they don't need to make changes they're fine in their mansions and private uh limousines and lear chats but you need to change your life in order to ensure that the earth doesn't, I don't know what they think the earth is going to do. Is it going to melt? Is it going to burn? Uh, is there going to be no water? Is there going to be no dirt? That's the thing. They think we're just going to run out of dirt. There's going to be massive dirt shortages. Which, by the way, here's the tangent for you. Water and earth, water and dirt, occupy the same singularly unique category. And this is the category they're in. They are both finite and infinite at the exact same time. We can't get rid of what we've got, and we can't get any more. Now you can move it around, you can pick up dirt in Pennsylvania and take it to Hawaii and put it there, but you can't get rid of it. Water is the same way. People talk about the water shortages. There is no water shortage. The water that we drink today is the same water that the slaves drank the 1800s. The same water that the Romans drank, that they drank during the Byzantine Empire, that the the the, the dinosaurs drank. However long will they go there around the earth? There is no new water. Okay, it 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 falls from the sky. It collects in bodies of still water, lakes, seas oceans, whatever. We consume it, we drink it, we wash dishes with it, we do laundry with it, whatever. It works its way back to the sea, creeks, streams, and rivers. And once in the sea, it evaporates back up into the sky. Clouds carry it somewhere else until those clouds reach their capacity. Then they drop it and it falls to the earth again, where it works its way into streams, creeks, and rivers. And back to the sea where it goes back up into the and that process continues for as long as the earth exists. just like if you took dirt from pennsylvania and moved it to hawaii the water that's falling in the amazon right now will fall in new york city one day sooner or later there's no shortage of dirt or water So when they tell you we're running out of water and there's water shortages, it's a bunch of, now are there droughts? Of course there are droughts. There there are seasons in which less water falls from the sky than typically does in a given geographic area. Of course, nobody would deny that. You can't deny that, that's truth. But just because water hasn't fallen in a specific area in longer or in the, the amounts that it typically does, doesn't mean the earth is running out of water. It just means that we're in a drought. So if there's drought, it's climate change. If it rains, it's climate change. It's all climate change. But here's the thing. And here's the point of tonight's show right now, you and I are feeling the pain at the pump, right? Gas prices in this country are up 40 to 60% over the Trump administration over last year, 40 to 60%, depending upon where you live, depending on where you live right now, you're probably paying somewhere in the area. 350 to four and a quarter per gallon this time under trump you were paying about half that you're paying around two dollars so we're going to get into some of the things that president biden and members of his energy team have said in the last week including some comments at last week's uh, climate summit which I in the last episode of uncle tom talks and you really should see the pretext to what i'm going to talk about now but here's the thing gas was cheap under trump gas has doubled under biden any dope i mean any dolt anybody with one fifth of a brain and thereby i I may have just disqualified some of the people i'm going to be talking about but here's all they would have to do this is this is not, not all they have to do is say okay gas was cheap a year and a half ago it's expensive now Let's just look at the policies of a year and a half ago, implement some or all of them. That's all they have to do. Let's just look at what Trump did to ease prices and increase domestic supply. And let's just take whatever he did and recreate it. That's all they have to do. You don't need to hire an extra czar You don't need 5,000 new employees in the Department of Energy. You don't need to have press conferences. You don't need to go to the G20 Climate Summit. You don't need any of that stuff. All you need to do is say a year and a half ago, whatever they were doing. And boom, in a matter of months, maybe even weeks, you would see relief at the gas pump. But they don't do and they aren't going to do that. And you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because they want us paying the prices that we're paying right now for energy they want this there's no other way to decipher it and in the next 45 minutes or however much time i have left i'm going to show you what i'm talking about they they want this they want us paying more and more and more for petroleum for fossil fuels they don't want these prices to come down They don't want gas to be cheap they don't want home heating oil to be cheap they don't want natural gas to be coal to be cheap they don't want these things to be inexpensive they want them to be extraordinarily expensive for a number of reasons number one because it justifies the trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions that they are willing to spend of your grand great great grandchildren's money and mine and they're willing to spend our great, great, not grandchildren, great, yeah, grandchildren, great, 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 great grandchildren. The, the kids who are going to be born 120 years from now. They're willing to spend them into oblivion in pursuit of these green policies. So if they're willing to spend our great, 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 great grandchildren's money, they sure enough are willing to spend ours. They don't want gas prices to come down until right before the election okay then then it'll matter but for 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 as long for three years for three and a half years prices being high is not a problem because it is helping them to sell the agenda that we need to build windmills turbines solar collection panels we we need to take all coal fired power plants offline it's helping them sell all that stuff or at least so they think so we're going to start I'm going to prove all of this to you theoretically and we're going to start. We're going to start. If Apollo Creed isn't so punch drunk that he's uh, staggering around, staggering around wink ringside, wondering where he is, which by the way, so Sometimes they tell you, I in radio. Do I've done some radio. <laughs> you got to take a sip from the brown bottle. Like Leon Spinks. I've done some radio. They tell you in radio, yeah, you know, nobody likes an inside joke. So if you, if you tell a joke, you need to, let your listeners in on it, right? So I'm not gonna do that a lot on Uncle Tom Talks, but I'll do it every now and then, and I'm gonna do it right now. The producer of this show, his first name really is Apollo. That's, that's where this Apollo Creed gig comes from. That's actually his name. He's the only Apollo I've ever met in my entire life. It's not very often you meet somebody with a first name you've never, ever met before. So I know one Apollo. And he I produces this show, of course. You're the only one I know. Um, And you remind me of Apollo Creed. I mean, you're six foot two, you're 231, you're chiseled, just got abs cut from steel.
0: I'm most of those uh, things.
1: You're just, you're a physical specimen, bro. All right, so let's start with, um, we're gonna go with the the, the Obama administration's deputy press secretary so this is cut number one the deputy press secretary was speaking in front of the white house press corps um this is late last week i believe this is thursday
2: okay on, on what, the secretary General and what she was saying yesterday what
0: sorry you want to start at a different spot
1: do you even know how to work or how to work that thing no we'll start from the beginning uh it's only what, 45 seconds. Um, She was asked if she could name anything, anything, anything that the Biden administration is doing to lower gas prices, name just any, she could have made something up on the spot. She was asked, what is the Biden administration doing to deliver some relief to American families, to American households when it comes to prices at the gas pump, here's how that went.
3: The strategic petroleum reserve. Does the
2: president have to counteract higher gas prices? So, um, you know, we've t- I've talked about this a couple of times. You know, we we have we don't have an announcement yet on anything, uh, on anything to share at this time. Uh, you know, but we're we're monitoring it, right? We're monitoring the the prices well, and we're making it. sure that we have tools in our tool belt that we can uh, we can uh, we can try and, and and use. But at this at this time, I don't have anything new uh, to to share. What are you reviewing? Because Secretary Granholm has confirmed that is an option that's on the table, and the president has said there are other tools that he could potentially use. So could you just lay out what those other options are that he's considering? So I don't. Again, I don't I don't have anything specific here. The president spoke to this recently, uh, but he's also asked FTC to crack down on illegal pricing, right? That is one thing that he did on gouging in the market and the FTC is responding. But also we're going to continue to monitor the situation and have a number of tools in our arsenal. As I just mentioned, I don't have anything specific.
4: They're really showing
1: themselves. (laughs) You know what the, what did she just say? They're continuing to monitor the situation. Well, that should make you feel better. Okay, you're, you're pumping $4.09 per gallon of gas, but they're monitoring the situation. FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is looking into some things. But at this point, I, I don't have anything, I, at this point, I, I really, I have, I have nothing to say about that. We're monitoring the situation. You wanna know why she has nothing to say about that? You wanna know why all they're doing is monitoring the situation? because they don't want gas prices to come down. And that seems counterintuitive. Anybody watching this show who is a Biden supporter, or even if you're not necessarily a Biden supporter, but you're a liberal or you're a Democrat, you think to yourself, this man is absolutely crazy. I'm not, they don't want these prices to come down. Gas prices being high is helping, at least they believe is helping them Push forward the agenda that they believe needs to be pushed forward. They do. And with prices high, they hope they're they're using pricing to, to pseudo control behavior, right? So if it's costing you 60, 70, 80, 90, $100 to fill up your tank, and if you drive a big old Suburban XL or something like that, you know something with these one of these 26 gallon tanks i was behind a guy at Costco the other day and he was standing there man he was pumping when I pulled up and I was almost on empty I mean my, my low fuel warning light was on and I stood there and when I got done pumping he was still standing there I said brother man what how much how much gas is that thing hold you've been standing there for five minutes he's like yeah I know 148 bucks so if you drive one of those things you're really feeling the burn they don't so they believe that these prices being high is helping to curtail your driving habits, and it probably is. If you're not, especially if you're in a lower economic class. Now, listen, if you're making sixty thousand dollars a month, if if you're banking six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year or more, you're paying more for gas. Is you're not happy about it, but it isn't really changing your life. And I mean, if you're making $650,000 a year and God bless you, if you are, unless you live in San Francisco, then you're flat broke. But in most of the country, if you're making $500, $600,000 a year, you have a very comfortable life. So the fact that it costs you another $42 every time you fill your suburban up versus what it cost last year, you're not happy about it, but that isn't changing your life. If you are a struggling mother of three, Single mother, three deadbeat dad hasn't made a child support payment in two and a half years, and you're paying a, an attorney to go after him. I mean, you're you're, just, you're you're barely making ends meet, and all of a sudden, filling up your car just went from thirty-two dollars and fifty cents for your your Hyundai Sonata went from thirty-two dollars and fifty cents under Trump to now being sixty bucks. That changes your life. You make difference in terms of driving. You have to. And people like that you see people like this and i feel so 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 sorry for them you see people stopping and putting in five six dollars a gallon of gas at a time and i think to myself why would anybody ever do that because you know i just don't have time i just throw in a couple of bucks every time i get gas I, i drive my i fill my car to the brim i drive it till it's empty and i fill it again that's just how i do it and i probably spend half as much time at the gas station as somebody who throws in five or six bucks every now and then. But right now, a lot of people are putting in five or six bucks at a time because five or six bucks is all they can afford out of their pocket. That's got to last me until next paycheck. You know, next payday isn't until Friday. And this is Sunday. That gas has got to get me all the way to Friday and all I've got is $6. That's not even two gallons of gas. And they do not care. So the climate people don't care now Biden is a climate person but Biden is also not cognitively I don't want I mean I don't want to be I have two parents with dementia so I'm I'm real sensitive to this uh, and I don't want to just beat up on Joe Biden because of his age and his declining cognitive ability um and it's evident to everybody but uh he's I don't he's not clueless but he's clearly not calling the shots I mean, last week, so when I took apart that G20 climate speech of his, when he said, okay, folks, as usual, they've given me a list of people to call on. Uh, Earl, okay, he's clearly not calling the shots. He's, he's, he's clearly just on the downhill side of uh, whatever, whatever smarts he once had. He just doesn't know what's going on. So, he spoke, and I touched on this last week, we're gonna play a clip again, get, get cut number two ready, uh, Mr. Creed. So he he spoke at the climate summit last month, placed the blame firmly on Russia and, and OPEC, uh, on oil producing economies of the, of the world, uh, singled out Russia and Saudi Arabia, claiming it's their fault for not producing more, which I of course pointed out that we wouldn't need them to produce more. So if we need 200 million barrels of gas a day. And I don't know if that's even close to accurate. I just pulled the number out of thin air. I don't know what our daily oil consumption uh, per barrel consumption in the United States is in the aggregate, what the whole country needs. But if we need 200 million barrels a day, what difference does it make if all 200 million come from domestic sources, or if 100 million come from domestic sources, 50 million come from Saudi Arabia and 50 million come from Russia. What difference does it make? It's still 200 million uh, barrels a day. What difference does it make if 100 million come from the United States and 100 million come from Russia? What difference does that make? It only makes one difference, what you pay at the pump. And Joe, Either is not quick enough to figure this out, or he is, and he's simply been instructed not to say anything about it, or he thinks that we are literally this stupid, and and a lot of us maybe we really are. It's we're probably really this a combination. Stupid. It's probably a combination of all of the above. So we've curtailed our production so low that we're now dependent upon other countries, and other countries aren't playing ball. That's what he would have us believe in cut number two.
4: Well, look, um, first of all, the significant reason why prices are up is because of COVID affecting the supply chain. I mean, I know you, I'm not trying to be instructive. I know you know this, number one. Number two, um, if you take a look at, uh, you know, gas prices and you take a look at uh, oil prices, uh, that is a consequence of, thus far, the refusal of, uh, of uh, Russia or, uh, or the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil. Um, and we'll see what happens on that score uh, sooner than later. Um, number three, I think if you take a look at what we're talking about, you look to this coming Thanksgiving. You know, uh, we're in a situation where we find that uh, um, We are in a very different circumstance. Last Thanksgiving, uh, um, you know, I, uh, uh, as I said, this year we're working on a supply chain issue. But last Thanksgiving, I sat down with my wife, my daughter, and my son. Uh, This Thanksgiving, we're all in a very different circumstance. (laughs) Things are a hell of a lot better, and the wages have gone up higher faster than inflation, uh, and we have generated real economic growth. It doesn't mean these dislocations aren't real. They do affect people's lives. For example, one of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, uh, uh, the, op- the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think we're, I indic- that's why I indicated you were going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at, but the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. That,
1: that, that's hard to listen to. That's hard to listen to. Uh, I mean, all the ah and stuttering and stammering and looking at notes and what have you, that's that's bad enough. But what did he say? What did the man just say? Heavyweight champion of the world, I messaged you earlier to please cue up the last 15 seconds again. So here is what the president of the United States, some would say in theory, here's what he said. And we're going to replay the end of this because probably by the end of it, you were – you were you are somewhere else. You were going, I know I will. I mean, you, just, you can't listen to this man. You know, what did he just say? So here's what he says in the final 15 seconds. But the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping uh, hurting families now trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. Trade. You look
4: at whether or not uh, there's a violation of, of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at, but the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving.
1: So that's the plan. So the, the last clip, we listened to the associate press secretary inform us that the Biden administration has no plan we just heard Biden inform us that he does have a plan that if you're struggling and this Thanksgiving it's looking rough and you just don't know uh, where your finances are headed and and what you how you're going to make it just trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving the man actually said that this wasn't a sketch on Saturday Night Live. This wasn't Sam Kinison doing stand-up. He actually stood there and said, just trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. Well, two things. First of all, how do you do that? Second of all, something is drastically different this Thanksgiving when compared to last Thanksgiving, Joe. Hmm. Wonder what it could be. So, he, he did his best to tap dance and that's all he can do because the bottom line is they don't want prices to come down they don't want gas prices to be lower they, they absolutely do not. Uh, before we move on to my evidence further evidence uh, i'm going to read to you, this is a column that appeared in world oil worldoil.com yes it's really a website it's really a thing world oil um, it is where members of that industry of that community get and share their news this was published july twelfth, two 2021 headline biden continues his anti-us oil and gas push while crude demand rises the biden administration is preparing to release a blueprint for limiting sales of US drilling rights as rising oil and gasoline prices highlight the risk of curtailing domestic crude production. Again, this is July. So we, we he's preparing to release the blueprint. It's been released and implemented now. This is now November. A draft of the leasing report has already been shared with the White House Office of Domestic Climate Policy. So the climatologists, the freaks get it first. Is set to be released within weeks by the interior department, according to three people familiar with the matter who asked not to be named before the formal announcement recommendations are set to include key changes to the government's sale of oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters. Including the boosting of royalty rates companies pay to extract fossil fuels and overhauling financial bonding requirements to ensure us taxpayers blah blah blah. Okay, so you wanna know, so production is down. Recommendations in this Biden administration release include curtailing the sale of oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters, and include boosting the royalty rates companies pay to extract fossil fuels and overhauling their financial bonding requirements now you don't have to be in the industry to know what i just read what i just read is producers your prices are going up period if it used to cost you 16 dollars a barrel to extract oil from the earth that 16 dollars just became 39 and guess what standard oil and exxon and those guys do when their prices go up Interior Secretary Deb Haaland said the review is intended to ensure taxpayers get a fair return on the oil and gas extracted from federal lands. The Interior Department also is expected to limit new leases in some sensitive coastal waters, Who who determines what's sensitive? and Western areas and begin a broad study of the climate effects of oil and gas development on federal policy property. These efforts would still fall short of the permanent leasing ban that dozens of environmental groups have said is necessary to address the climate crisis. Quote, we're out of time for tinkering around the edges to address the problem of the climate crisis. Said Randy Spivak, public lands director at the Center for Biological Diversity. The science is so clear that there is no room in the carbon budget for any new investment in new fields. So the idea that we will give taxpayers their fair share is just anathema to the climate emergency that we face. These are the people calling the shots in the Biden administration. Does that sound like someone who wants to see you paying less for a gallon of gasoline? Does that sound like somebody who's concerned with what you pay at the pump? Not to me. They're not. They are concerned with curtailing the climate crisis and keeping you and your kids from loading up the family truckster and heading to Cedar Point sandusky ohio this summer on vacation is a higher priority they do not want you making that trip in a minivan they want you flying there aboard a green leaf here we go with our last cut of the show this one this this is a beautiful beautiful thing so Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, if you don't know who Jennifer Granholm, G-R-A-N-H-O-L-M, Jennifer Granholm is your Energy Secretary. This is a far, far, far left climate change zealot, like they all are. Like I said, in Washington, D.C., we're talking at least 97% of people with a D after their last name. They all are. They're climate change zealots. They think it is all that matters. Jennifer Granholm, went on CNN, which is one of the only places that anybody in the Biden administration ever does go, except MSNBC. She went on CNN with Dana Bash and Dana Bash asked her some very pointed questions and she gave some fascinating answers. So Apollo Creed, I'm gonna stop this a couple times, but let me, let, me, let me pre-read the first one. So Dana Bash asks her, your energy secretary, quote, should Americans it'll likely be a cold winter. Should Americans, it'll likely be a cold winter, most of them are, expect to pay higher prices for heating their homes, end quote. There's the question, it's gonna be a cold winter. Should people expect to pay higher prices to keep their homes warm this winter? And your energy secretary says, yes, it will cost more, but we should be grateful because at least we aren't paying WHAT THE EUROPEANS ARE. HIT IT, MR. PRODUCER.
3: I DON'T NEED TO TELL YOU TUESDAY NIGHT WAS NOT GREAT FOR DEMOCRATS. Uh, THERE IS NOW A REPUBLICAN ELECT GOVERNOR IN in VIRGINIA. REPUBLICANS ALMOST PULLED OFF AN UPSET IN NEW JERSEY. YOU ARE A FORMER GOVERNOR. Mm -hmm. WHAT LESSONS DO YOU TAKE AWAY FROM TUESDAY NIGHT? Um, THAT
2: WE, THANK GOD, AND I THINK THAT THE DEMOCRATS uh, IN THE HOUSE GOT THIS MESSAGE VERY LOUD AND CLEAR, PASS THE BILL, RIGHT? and pass the second part, too, because these contain things that everyday people care about. The governor of Michigan today, Gretchen Whitmer, ran on the phrase, fix the damn roads. And that's what this bill does. It fixes the damn roads. It fixes your bridges. It gets broadband to real people. It fixes your homes so that they're not leaking energy. It invests, the second part, invests in childcare, which we know we're the only you know, industrialized nation that doesn't help families with childcare. These are the basics bringing down the costs of living for real people so that you're not paying $500 a year to fix your car because
3: you ran over a pothole. Well, you mentioned cost of Hold living. It right i got to ask you about gas prices. Okay.
1: <laughs> so the lesson they took away from last Tuesday night's shellacking, the lesson they took away is that we got to get this massive spending bill passed and spend even more money. That's what the American people are saying. That's what they're telling us. we got to start spending more money. Just what these people think, okay? She didn't say, we need to take some measures to get domestic, domestic energy prices back under control. And that will drive people to the polls to support our agenda. She said just the opposite. we got to get busy and pass these bills and spend and spend and spend. That's what the American people were telling us they want us to do. Okay, now here is this next segment. This is unbearable. Hit her in the mouth, Apollo
3: Creed. So, according to AAA, the national average of gas prices is now $3.42 a gallon. Bank of America is predicting crude oil prices could soar another 50% by next June. Could the average gas price in America be $4 a gallon in the United States soon?
2: Well, we certainly hope not. Uh, the, as I say, the Energy Information Agency is going to put out their forecast this week. President is all over this. Of course, every president is frustrated because they can't control the price of gasoline because it's a global no, he's got market. To do with um, it. He can call upon increased supply, which he has done. And OPEC uh, is unfortunately controlling the agenda with respect to oil prices. OPEC is a cartel and it controls over fifty percent of the supply of gasoline. Is there anything that the Biden administration Didn't used to about OPEC? Um, Well, he can call upon them to increase supply, and they have chosen this past week not to do that. So that is going to increase the the chokehold.
1: I I, I hate beating, this, this horse is dead. I hate beating this horse, but I have to. We can call, is there anything we can do? We can call upon OPEC to increase supply, but they're saying no. Here's the thought. Rather than asking OPEC to increase supply, you increase our supply. And of course, the president has no control over gas prices. Funny, gas prices were awfully low for about four years. They're awfully high for the eight years prior. Roll it, Mr. Producer, I can't take it.
2: On access to affordable fuel at the pump. And so the president is looking at all of the tools that he has. What about the strategic?
3: Patrol that's Miami one of the preserved. tools that
2: he has, and uh, he is certainly looking at that, and I think we'll be looking at that uh, forecast that's coming out on Tuesday. To Should this.
3: Americans, in what will likely be a cold winter, most of them are, mm-hmm. expect to pay higher prices for heating their homes? Yeah, uh, th- this is going to happen. It will,
2: be, uh, it will be more expensive this year than last year. Um, we are in a slightly beneficial position, well, certainly relative to Europe, because their chokehold of natural gas is very significant. They're going to pay five times higher. But we have the same problem in fuels that the supply chains have, which is that the oil and gas hold it, hold it, hold it are not flipping the switch.
1: Back it up a couple seconds while I'm talking uh, Apollo Creed, because, okay, quote, yes, this is going to happen. It's going to cost more to heat your home. Yes, this is going to happen. It will be more expensive this year than last year. We are in a slightly beneficial position, certainly relative to Europe, because the hold of natural gas is, they'll pay five times higher, end quote. So yes, it's going to be expensive, but we're in a slightly beneficial position. Be grateful. At least we're not paying as much as someone else is. Do you remember when you tried that line on your mom when you were six years old, when you were 16 years old? Do you remember trying that on her? How'd that work out? At least, yeah, yeah mom, yeah, I I, I I, drank some beers, but at least I didn't drink as many as Billy did. Hey, how'd that work?
0: Even I learned my lesson the first couple times I tried that. <laughs>
1: This woman's on CNN. And the only reason she, she can say it on CNN because there's only 13 people watching. Now, so she's already admitted it's going to get more expensive, but we should be grateful it's not going to be as bad as Europe. Now she's about to explain again. So first, the blame was on OPEC. Prior, prior to that, the blame was on Russia. Now the, the blame is moving to the supply chain. And now she's getting ready to blame the rising fuel costs on energy companies for not flipping the switch. You notice how... Nothing is Biden's fault. Nothing is the Biden administration's fault. Absolutely nothing. Everything is somebody else. Hit it.
2: Europe because their chokehold of natural gas is very significant. They're gonna pay five times higher, but we have the same problem in fuels that the supply chains have, which is that the oil and gas companies are not flipping the switch as quickly as the demand requires. And so that's why the president has been focused on both the immediate term and the long term. Let us get off of the volatility associated with fossil fuels mm-hmm. and associated with others who don't have our country's interests at heart and invest in moving to clean energy where we will not have this problem. And that's so much of what these two bills are focused on.
1: Unbelievable. Un- it, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I, I don't even know what to... <sighs> We have the same problem in fuels that the supply chains have, which is that the oil and gas companies are not flipping the switch as quickly as demand requires. Why would they do that? Okay, the problem isn't that oil and gas companies aren't flipping the switch quickly enough. The problem is you kicked them out of production, you kicked them off of federal lands, you terminated their leases, you shut down their pipelines. <laughs> The idea that a company, a a for-profit driven company would intentionally keep from selling as much of its product as it can sell, thereby damaging its own profitability is simply asinine. It's just asinine. You know, the companies aren't flipping the switch. They just, they're, they're getting it. Done. It's all them. So that's why the president has been focused on both the immediate term and the long-term. Wait a minute, didn't we just hear the press secretary tell us about the immediate term plan, that there isn't one? I just played you the clip. If you're catching this in the middle, when this podcast gets posted, jump back to the beginning and watch this lady stand there and yammer and hammer and stammer and say for two consecutive minutes we have no plan that's exactly what she says we have no plan we're monitoring it so the president is focused on both the immediate term and the long term let us get off of the volatility associated with fossil fuels and associated with others who don't have our country's interests at heart and invest in moving to clean energy where we will not have this problem And that's so much of what these two bills are focused on. That is a huge sentence, huge. Let us get off the volatility associated with fossil fuels. We didn't have volatility associated with fossil fuels two years ago. There's no volatility. The the volatility isn't with fossil fuels. The volatility is with policymakers. That's the volatility. When the American oil and gas industry is allowed to do what it does best, we have no problems. There are no shortages of gas to heat homes. There are no shortages of oil to put in your engines. There is no shortage of gasoline to put in your tanks. Prices are under control. When the oil industry is allowed to do what the oil industry does best, we don't have any of these problems. The problem isn't fossil fuels. The pro- problem is policymakers. Let us get off of the volatility associated with fossil fuels and associated with others who don't have our countries at heart I already talked about that yeah have our interest at heart we know that why would they Russia is under no obligation to see to it that American households are paying a reasonable amount of money for a gallon of gas they don't they don't have they're not obligated to, to, to us what does Russia care about your personal household budget so formerly of your household budget, you are spending on gasoline. Now 32% you're spending on gasoline. Explain to me why producers of oil in Russia care about that fact. Why do they care? You're spending more money on gas. So now you've got to move to ground chuck instead of ground uh, sirloin. They don't care. and invest in moving to a clean energy where we will not have this problem. And invest in moving to clean energy where we will not have this problem. So if we move to wind and solar, we won't have these problems. I guess that's technically that's true. If we were 100% wind and solar right now, 100%, we were using no fossil fuel at all, then we would have no problems with fossil fuel. No one would be going anywhere and you'd be sitting around in a freezing cold home but we wouldn't have the fossil fuel problem. These people believe this stuff. They think that wind can blow an 18-wheeler over the Sierra Nevada Mountains, over the Rocky Mountains, and into the heartland to deliver fruit from California. They don't they have it's the it's the principles of unintended consequences. And all these windmills they're building, which cannot be disposed of once they get decommissioned. First of all, there are days when there is no wind. There are days when there is no sun, and even on days when there is sun, it's dark for half the day. We cannot move to pure, clean energy. And if you think clean energy is electric and hybrid vehicles, guess where the electricity for juicing those things comes from? Fossil fuel fired power plants. So it's all just this pipe dream, but the bottom line is they don't care what you're paying for a gallon of gas. They truly don't. It's heartless. It's cold. It is a horrible thing for them to do or for me to say, but that doesn't change the fact that it's the truth. They do not care and do not want you to be paying less for fossil fuels at the the pump, period. The woman just sat there the energy secretary. Okay, this isn't some insignificant low-level staffer. She just sat there and said, it's gonna cost you more to heat your home this winter. Be grateful you're not paying what they're paying in Europe and change your ways. That's what your government thinks. Last week on Uncle Tom Talks, We debuted, we, I debuted. I love them politicians, they always say we. You ever notice that? We're gonna win this election, we worked hard, we (laughs) all this stuff. We, which I got Apollo Creed and his ring man, so his cut man, so I guess there is a team of us. Um, We broke out a brand new segment called Real Fake Headlines. It's time for real fake headlines. So here we go. And now I'm not monitoring the show right now by watching the chat, so uh, because it sucks up too much bandwidth and I was getting some pixelation. So I'm going to trust Apollo Creed. If you want to participate in real fake headlines, you've got to be logged in to conservative daily, uh, conservative daily.com. If you're watching so, via some other avenue, I don't know if you can, but you need to be logged in and you need to type into the chat. I am going to read three headlines okay I'm so I'm be watching headlines. On,
0: uh, on the site and on twitch on concert or, uh, on d live uh, anywhere you can comment uh go ahead and i'm watching it
1: okay okay so do they need to be logged in or if they're just watching they can do it they're good to go i think maybe okay. on d
0: live but they're good to go they can there's a I, I see people so they're they're good to
1: comment all right get ready Get ready, everybody, for real fake headlines. I'm gonna read three headlines that are real and one that is fake. I'm gonna read you four headlines. Three of these are for real. One of them, I just made it up. Your job is to figure out which one is the fake. Type it in the chat. So Apollo Creed, can, and if you correctly guess the fake headline, you are going to win a one-year subscription to Coal Miners, Inc. Okay, you can get, you learn all you need to know about coal, fossil fuels. We're <laughs> going to send you into a coal mine. We're going to give you some canaries. You can go down there and find out what really happens. You and the coal miners will be best of friends if you can figure out which of these is the fake headline. Here we go. Headline number one. New energy versus the birds. New energy versus the birds. Headline number two. Inside, Obama's Calamara mansion, secret tunnels and a war room. Ooh, secret tunnels. That one sounds spicy. Headline number three. You're soon to find out. Headline number three. Biden admits, I don't have a near-term answer for high gas prices. And headline number four. Biden admin weighing opening new. Oops, I got a typo here. Wait a minute. Biden admin weighing opening new oil pipeline as gas prices rise. Okay, is that right? It's on the screen? Right. Opening new oil pipelines. Okay, so I'm going to give them to you one more time. Get in that chat. Here we go. You figure out the fake. Number one, new energy versus the birds. There it is. Number two, inside Obama's Calamara mansion, secret tunnels, and a war room. Headline number three, Biden admits, I don't have a near-term answer for high gas prices. And headline number four, Biden admin weighing opening new oil pipeline as gas prices rise. Heavyweight champion of the world, do we have any contestants, or should I just plow ahead? We've got a few typing. All right, all right. I'm going to give you all a couple seconds. All right, we've
0: got got one vote for number two is fake, and we've got uh, one, is that? uh, Oh, and one for number four.
1: Okay, so we've got two contestants right now. Alright, I'm gonna start digging into these. If you still if you still want a piece of the action, type it into the chat.
0: We've got two Head votes. Line. Oh no, we've got two votes for four.
1: Two votes for four. One for two. Okay. The um, three votes for the four. Former, the former heavyweight of the champion of the world got told off in front of the world on a pay-per-view by Clubber Lang. Clever Lang told them, get out of my corner and get that look off your face before I knock it off your face. Will that same gentleman please put up image number four. New Energy versus the Birds is a real headline. New Energy versus the Birds is a column that yours truly that I wrote for American thinker in 2015. So this is when the Obama administration was going crazy and, and doing the same sorts of things that the, the Biden administration's doing, costing us all an arm and a leg at the pump, uh, pushing windmills. You see those giant train, these out here out West, where I live in Colorado, you see these things moving by on trains. They're 110 feet long, these giant turbine blades and all this stuff, doing all this stuff. And I did some research and dug in because uh, this, green energy is horrible for birds especially raptors especially predatory soaring predatory birds and there is all kinds of information out there about how they collide with the windmill blades it breaks their necks it happens all the time all the time eagles hawks uh uh, falcons these birds smack into these things and they go around and pick them up off the ground all the time. And it's all, uh, put that image back up. Go, go up to, uh, go to American Thinker sometime, viewers. Go to American Thinker, put in my name. You see my name on the bottom of the screen. That's how to spell it. That'll take you to my archives and then surf your way down to September, 2015 and read this column. It's unbelievable. These birds are dying by the, by the hundreds. The raptors smack into these windmills and other fried in farms. You know the intensity of the heat. These things refract. They, they build these things that refract sunlight to a central collecting point, and it's like a laser beam, but of course it's invisible. And the birds fly through it, and they literally are catching fire midair. Literally, they have. They call them streamers. These birds go flying across these giant solar arrays they catch fire midair and burst into flames. They literally burst into flames and let out a stream of smoke as they crash to the ground. That sounds really new energy versus the birds. It's they won't talk about it. And people, by the way, people wonder how, how do birds hit windmills? I mean, Eagles have really good vision. You think, you think that that wouldn't happen because Eagles and soaring birds don't look where they're going. Why would they? They're in the air. There's nothing there. They're looking down. They're looking at the earth. They're looking for lunch. They're looking for a squirrel, a rabbit, a rattlesnake, whatever. They're flying looking down, not where they're going. There's no reason to look where they're going. And then pow, dead bird. Headline number two Inside Obama's Calamara Mansion, secret tunnels and a war room i do believe we're up to image number five real headline real headline i wrote another column for the federalists the federalist papers you go there and look up my name you can find it when the obamas left office they joined a very exclusive club liberals who leave office and begin collecting real estate. They bought houses all over the world. This one is the one, they bought this in Calamara. This is the most exclusive community in the Washington DC area, in the most wealthy zip code in the country, almost all white. And this is where they bought their home. And when they bought their home, as they left the White House, this giant mansion I believe it's nine bedroom 12 bath memory serves it is for it was for three people sasha i think sasha's sasha malia i think sasha's the older daughter i'm not sure she was already in college malia i think was a junior in high school so they've been a nine bedroom 12 bath mansion for three people because they care so much about their carbon footprint and um what's the first thing they did before they even moved in when you're the first thing they did when they bought this house you know what the first thing they had done apollo creed what's the first thing they did Oh, tell me. You can guess. They had a wall built around it. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. That sounds pretty racist.
1: True story. Anybody can look that up and verify it. True story. They had a wall built up around it. And since we're on this thing, before we move on to the next headline, the Obamas, uh, a couple of years ago, bought another property. And let's bring up image number, number, what do we have to? Let's bring up image number six. If you've never seen it, this is the, the Obama's most recent real estate acquisition. This is on Martha's Vineyard, which of course is in Massachusetts. This property was built and formerly owned by the owner of the Boston Celtics. This house makes their Washington, D.C. mansion look like a sharecropper's shack. Uh, let's go, let's go, image number seven. There it is from the air. Image number seven is ground level, or that's from the air also, but different sides, you know, facing inland. Okay, this is a, this is a house for three people. Well, two, actually, by now. And let's go to image number eight. No secret tunnels that we know of beneath this property, but notice this. Look how close that house is to the waterfront. That's dangerous. That house is going to be gone in less than 5 years if you don't get rid of your Ford Explorer. Yeah, global warming going to swallow them up. What are they thinking? Going to be gone. How oh, is it going to be gone? It's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. So, no secret tunnels, but this is yet another of their know their purchases and this is why these people uh, No, it won't be gone if they successfully switch us over to all clean energy. Well, we can Headline help. number What am I up to? Headline number 3 biden admits i don't have a short-term answer for high gas prices this is image nine pulled that headline from the new york post talked about it extensively on this show showed you the man saying it himself at the top of the hour and if you're in a tougher position this thanksgiving than last thanksgiving than just switch this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving and you'll be fine. That means any and everyone who voted for headline number four as being the fake, you have won a subscription to Coal Miners Daily. So Biden administration weighing opening, uh, opening new oil pipeline as gas prices rise is a fake headline, but it's only a fake headline. It's only barely a fake headline. Why is it barely a fake headline? Well, if we jump to image number 10, you'll see why. All I did was took out a couple words, replaced shutting down. Biden administration reportedly is weighing shutting down oil pipeline as gas rise, gas prices rise. So I just changed that from shutting down to opening up. They are considering with all that's going on in this country, with the things you just heard from members of the administration and the president himself, they have no plan for controlling gas prices. OPEC, Russia, Saudi Arabia are not cooperating, have no intention of doing anything to help lower gas prices. US companies aren't flipping the switch. We, there's nothing we can do to give America, America's gas buying population a break. But what they are thinking of doing is shutting down yet another pipeline and driving prices even higher. So my premise for this show was that these people don't want gas prices lower. They don't care. I dare you. I defy you after what you've heard the last 45 minutes or so to prove me wrong, to tell me I'm wrong. You saw that last headline. They're reportedly talking about shutting down another pipeline. The people in the White House and running this country are not idiots. They're not. They're not. I know people like to say these things, but they're very intelligent people. They're misguided. And I would argue there are lots of other things too, but they are educated and by and large, very smart people. They are not stupid enough to think that if we shut down a pipeline, we already killed off Keystone. If we shut down another one, the result is going to be lower gas prices. They know that. They know that's not true. They know exactly what the effect of killing off yet another pipeline will be at the pump. They know. They just don't care. Correction, they do care. It's what they want. They want 5 $6 a gallon gasoline if they can get there. You may remember John Kerry, I believe it was two thousand. It was early in the Obama administration. And I believe it was John Kerry who said gas prices now are where they need to be. The problem is it just got here too fast. Okay. They escalated too quickly. We need to get here a little more slowly. Take some of the shock off. They want. Trust me. Rush Limbaugh used to say, do not doubt me. (laughs) Rest in peace, Rush. Rush Limbaugh used to say, do not doubt me. Do not doubt me on this. If they can engineer it. They will push gasoline prices, average costs per gallon of gas. So average meaning across the country, from Hawaii to Bangor, Maine, from cheapest regular to most expensive premium, total aggregate average. If they can get that number over $5 a gallon they will. They will, that's what they want. And if you don't believe it, you just sit right there, watch, wait, and see what happens. Cause I just gave you all the proof. Could have gone longer, but I don't have that kind of time. I'm Derek Wilbur You you have been watching Uncle Tom Talks, doing it from The Secret Bunker, produced by the mothership, the heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. You need to be here every Tuesday, every Thursday, six p.m. Mountain Time or thereabouts. Share whatever whatever platform you watch on. Give me some reviews, five star reviews preferably. Hit even us on, the, the, pod, ca- on the podcast on the podcast platforms.
0: Uh, hit us on those. Give them a five star review uh, and comment in the uh, comment in the on the channels and uh, let you let Derek know what you think about his. Uh, his next snap and catch check himself. And by the way, we have to shout out to uh, we have to shout out to Caddy Lou and Austin 171. They just barely about tied uh, for winning the coal miners uh, uh, subscription. Coal uh, Miner they were daily. just a f- yeah coal miners. There. They were just a few seconds apart.
1: You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna split it right down the middle. So one of them can have coal daily. The other one can have miners daily. And everyone's happy. Okay, we're going to split that right down the middle. So we'll be in touch to get you your Coal Daily and your Miners Daily. Thank you for your reviews. That's what drives these things. The the, 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 as we move up the rankings and the reviews and all that stuff, that's what drives traffic and driving traffic was drives narrative. Driving narrative is what we need to do because we know CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, ABC News, Sixty Minutes. It's never going to happen with those people. We in the new media have to make it happen. I'm doing my part. You do your part by giving a positive review, telling two or three people, and sharing this everywhere you go.
0: And go. Thank you for watching. Uh, and teched, uh, and one more note: text freedom to eight nine five one seven. That's F R E E D O M. Uh, up on screen right now: freedom to eight nine five one seven and sign up for the text alerts so you'll know when Derek is going live, and we can send you the links for it. Go to the links on our site and sign up for the email newsletters. Uh, there's going to be a lot more awesome stuff coming out from Derek, uh, the legend really just himself.
1: You told people how to spell freedom. You did, didn't you?
0: You know, so, hey, you man. You
1: just told people how to spell freedom.
0: I'll do it again. You want me to tell them again? F R E I
1: double dog dare you. <laughs> That's no respect. That's no respect. Double is just, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly going where no man has gone before. We'll be back Thursday. Until then, check this out, baby.
0: Oh, the guns are coming out. The guns are coming out, ladies and gentlemen. You better back up from your screen.
1: Guns out. (laughs) Uncle Tom Talks, signing off. I need a new one of these. Anybody know where I can get one?
0: Thank you, everybody. That's going to be it. Enjoy your Tuesday evening. And we'll be back Thursday for more Uncle Tom Talks.